Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Jeff Carlin joining us. And then in terms of the Bears, uh, I am wanting... And you can play this for Justin Fields, too. I don't care. He seems like a sweet guy, but you're no longer a bear, son. You are no longer a bear. <laughs> as, if I would, as if the bears would ask me to deliver the news. Uh, Justin, you're a falcon. I hope you enjoy your time. Oh, you're, 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 you're trading him to Atlanta. By the way, I'm trading him to whoever will take him. Okay. You know, here's the thing. He's shown flashes of brilliance. True, where you go, how the fuck did, oh, excuse me, oh, yeah. how the, I always said fuck. Okay, you told your joke, let's go. Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck. right, right, you went I halfway. I never the word. How good is that? It surprised me. It's it surprised me. I had no idea it would yeah, be that revolting. It's okay. I said fuck. Okay. Love Jeff Garlin. Does he, he was... still have season tickets? Remember when he was so proud of himself a couple of years ago for having season tickets? We did not ask him if he still has his season tickets to the Bears. He has strong Bears thoughts still, though. Oh, yeah. He he was trading. He was trading Justin. And we talked to the little Cubs with him, too, at the end. Is he He happy with the Cubs? He got very... uh, I don't know if he's happy. He thinks they're going to sign Bellinger. He... uh, He did not like when Jesse called uh, Curb wacky. Oh. Yeah. And, and Jesse, I was out with Jesse on Saturday. I'm sure Jesse didn't mean it in a bad way. Jesse kept defending it, saying, I didn't think it was so bad to call it wacky. And he kept doubling down, saying, oh, Curb is wacky, Jeff. So what did, what did Gar, what did Jeff? He goes, it's not wacky. Like, I don't know if that's a, uh, like, a, something like a comedian, if that's like a bad term for a comedian. Like Maybe it's an industry, uh. You know, no, no, I don't know. Like, does wacky mean slapstick or? I liked his hair job though. His the dye job, his hair. <laughs> thought it was great. Yes, that was a part of the uh, plot too. Yesterday, small part of the plot. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, so if you want to weigh in, we're talking a little bit about the stadium, about Caleb Williams, who's your daddy on um, on uh, Twitch is uh, is going after me. Um, saying that I thought uh, you were saying like who's your daddy is something like we were going to talk. I thought that was kind of like a topic or something. That's a it's a Twitter handle. Yeah, well, oh, Twitch okay. on Twitch. Twitch. He's saying that I'm complaining about like that I would complain if I won the lottery about the taxes. I don't think complaining about having enough tailgate spots at a, at a new stadium. Is complaining, um, he, and he. I guess he lives in near L.A. about what they've done at SoFi. I have not been to SoFi, but I've been pretty fortunate to been to most NFL um, stadiums, and I have not really been to a stadium that has less tailgate spots than Soldier Field. Um, and when you build a new stadium, you would a want enough parking, and you would want to have enough spots where people can. Do enough tailgating. All the bells and whistles. Uh, like, like, well, why would you, like, to complain about someone asking for enough tailgate spots where they don't have to win a lottery to tailgate? Like, well, I, I don't understand that. And he's saying, well, you, you're going to have an indoor atrium. An indoor atrium, that that's fine. But, like, like, look at what they've done at Lambeau Field. You go to Lambeau Field, everyone tailgates. You go to Kansas City, everybody tailgates. You go to, Ver- go to... 
go everywhere, basically around the NFL. Look at what they've done in New England with with what they've done. Foxborough used to be one of the worst NFL stadiums around, and what the Crafts did to develop that land and what they have created for all their fans. I don't think that that is complaining to to ask a lot to make it a fan friendly experience. I, I I don't either. I, I think I mean, you're complaining to complain who's your daddy. Um, so you can stick it. Yeah, I don't know why. If you're going to do this, I mean, do it. All the bells and whistles. I'm sure that regardless of where you put it, it's going to be an excellent facility inside. But I I would just and 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 look, I'm like Carmen. I I I go very infrequently. But I would think if you are going to do this, and I have no problem with them building it downtown. But I would just hope that if you build it downtown, you don't end up with some of the same limitations that you have now with regard to tailgating and minimal parking and congestion and all that other stuff. I would hope that what you would do is create an environment where all of that stuff is taken care of. Yeah, like if you're going to, again, create a blank slate to do something new, why would you limit yourself to begin with? Do it better. Yes, that, do it all. That, that, that's all I'm saying. Don't, and maybe they have a plan. So, I, like, I'm waiting. I'm just going off of what Crane Chicago Business is reporting. Um, but, again, if you're going to create an area with that lakefront where you have not been able to build. the, I covered the stadium build to begin with when I was on that beat. And the reason why they built such a bad stadium to begin with was because of the Friends of the Park. And they're going to, and if you read the article, they're going to bitch and moan about this to begin with um, uh, already. So nothing is for sure because there's got to be a certain area of parks there. So they had to build a stadium within the confines of the old Soldier Field, which meant they had to limit the way they built a new stadium. They couldn't build an exact amount of bathrooms. They couldn't build enough uh, places for concession stands. You limited yourself before you even started. So let's not do that again. That's my point. That's my point. So it's 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 sort of like the the whole thing with the Caleb Williams talk about like are you turn like I understand why people say about Caleb Williams oh. He may not want to come here because you're doing what you've done with many other coaches, keeping your coach on where you may have to fire your coach after a year of a rookie quarterback. And that's why his family and his 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 camp may not want to come here. You've not learned from your history. That's all I'm asking is like, just do it better. Learn from your mistakes. I would hope that, again, when this project is finally firm. That you're going to get the grand experience that we all thought was going to be part of the Arlington Heights experiment. And, like, Wilbon has always yelled at us that he wants it down here on, on the lakefront. And I don't think either of us is opposed to that. As long as you can find a track of land that can provide you the opportunity to build that paradise experience for everyone. And it just, why not? I mean, if you're a season, Mel, you're a season ticket holder. If you're going to a Bears game, don't you want it to be an experience? Yes. Not just a game, because it is more than just a game. Yeah, I would think, too, that the Bears, you know, 
the NFL, they know their biggest issue, it's not that people don't love football. We cannot consume enough of it as evidenced by the TV ratings year after year. But they understand the biggest issue for NFL fans is continuing to want to go to games right. and attend them in person. And this, whatever the Bears end up doing, is probably going to go along. Because the game day experience, when you've got the red zone and you can sit at the comfort yes. of your home and watch a great you know, high-def television that now is not nearly as expensive as it used to be. Many people feel like Carm exp- expressed it. Yeah, it's, it's not nearly as enticing to go to a game. And so, you know, things that Sylvie's laying out, I think, are important for the Bears to consider. Because right now, they might not have an issue selling tickets because they're so popular. But they're, you know, five, ten years down the road, there may come a day and age when people are like, you know what? If it's not, like you said, an experience to go... Why am I going to continue to do so? Jim says the same thing, Maller. Jim says the only reason to go to a football game on Sunday is the tailgating. I'm not leaving my home with the red zone, with my bathroom, with my drinks, with my food, uh, except to tailgate. Like, like uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's gotta, it's got to be the total package to do everything. Like, you want the four-hour experience before the game and maybe even after. A lot of people go and set up shop, and it's like a party before and after the game because you can really enjoy um, the game and everything that you have in your house maybe even better on your couch than you can at the game. I, I think you said this in the in the – in the pre-show fistfight as well, and and I've always said this. I said to you as soon as Ricketts bought the team, give it five years, you'll love your baseball team because he's going to create an environment up there that will attract people. Some may say it's too hard to get there. I heard Chris talking about it earlier today, or, or maybe it was Adam saying that. Listen, it's it's hard to get in and out of there. I get that. It always has been, but they've done a really nice job creating a just a an experience up there on the north side they really have of course and i don't know why the bears wouldn't want to do something comparable like if you've got a casino like they have a a, they have a a a sports gambling spot right there right there uh, it's a DraftKings. DraftKings right there at, at 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 wrigley if you're up in arlington heights or down here in the city you get restaurants you have activity you could have a casino or a small you know I just think that there's so many options that you would have. I would just hope if they choose downtown Chicago, it will be as grand and elaborate as it would be if it was somewhere in the suburbs where you had less land restrictions. Yep. So if you want to weigh in on the uh, stadium situation, but according to this Crane Chicago business, it sounds like the Bears are going to move on from Arlington Heights. They're going to focus on the city. They're going to focus on the South Lot and that maybe that old McCormick Place building, and that they could be announcing this publicly soon. Um, but that that's what Cranes had on Friday before we left. And there's also the Caleb Williams stuff and, and the Bears quest with that number one pick, which is going to just continue to be ratcheted up as we get closer to the combine. And he speaks really for publicly for the first time before he speaks and addresses everything. This is going to be a hot topic. I don't think I've ever heard Caleb Williams like in a press conference. I don't think I've ever heard him speak to. So it'll be it'll be new for me when I first see that. Uh, Pete on the south side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Pete? Not much. Um, I wanted to comment about, well, Arlington Heights is one place that you could put this, but I would foresee maybe a hotel and a staycation that you could take. I could only maybe afford this once a year, but it would be awesome. 
You go to the hotel, you check in on Saturday night, you get to walk through the experience around the park, you get to see the game, then Sunday night you go back to your hotel, and then Monday it's off to work again. And that part of the experience to me would be just awesome. I'd love to do that once a year. And the rest of the time I love my big screen TV. <laughs> I think so. that's the way it is in Foxborough, isn't it? That there's at least one, if not two, hotels where you can do just that. And like you could travel to the destination, stay in the hotel, go to the game, stay in the hotel, drive back to wherever you're, you've, you've come from. I was in Foxborough years ago, but it's pretty it, – Foxborough's in the middle of nowhere. It is. It's it? really – yeah, it's, it's out there. So, I mean, that's – you're not going to need to – I mean, you wouldn't have the same needs here in Chicago. I just want them to build something that's just like a carnival. I want you going to get Final Four. You're going to get concerts. You're going to get everything. Even if you want, if you want to put a small, you know, uh, you know, amusement park, do that. But make it something that is a destination all year long, not just for games, but for different events and 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 different situations. I think if you do it right, you'll you'll draw people. Uh, uh, what's the uh, What's the arena down there called? To the basketball arena, I I, I wanted like a dome stadium all together. With where DePaul plays. What's the new? It's the new trust. 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 Like, like that's what I envision. Like a hotel connected to the dome, uh, connected to the basketball arena, or even like this could have been part of a basketball arena where it converted into. You could have made it like a smaller basketball arena. Like you just made it smaller. You know what I mean? And then it would have taken less land that if it's all connected this way. Part of your, like the Dome Stadium is a part of McCormick Place, where when it's not being used as a stadium, it's being used as for trade shows and such. And, and it's all working together and, and then it's all connected with, um, you know, walkways and, and you never have to step outside. And it's this really cool, like, new area in the city, but they never had the vision to build it. I wish there was a way that they could all make this a part of each other. I, I would give them the same, you know, request with regard to getting their quarterback situation correct is their stadium. Get it right. Just just get it right. Make the right decisions and get it right. Because this is an opportunity that you're not going to get again. Same with drafting number one overall. If you get this opportunity to build this stadium, right. do it right. Right, right. Like you, you've had all these years to get it right, and now you've got another chance. Yes. Don't don't screw this up again. Yes. Chris in Oak Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Chris? Hey, how you doing, guys? I got a couple of things. I'll be real quick. Uh, for one, I go out of town because I can't stand the whole experience at Soldier Field. It's overpriced. It's not good seating. It's just it's not a good place as far as a fan friendly environment. Two. You complain about, not you guys, but people complain about Caleb Williams crying. What was wrong with Embiid crying when he lost the big game? I yeah. don't care if his mother, you know, if he, he cares. That's what you want, right? You don't want Jay Cutler pouting every five seconds, so I don't know. Uh, listen, I, I've said I don't really care. I, if he can spin it and makes good decisions, I'll, I'll wipe his tears for him. I don't care if he cries or not. Happy tears. Happy tears. I want happy championship tears. Yeah. I never understood the... I wasn't close to this situation and didn't watch that game. I guess it was Washington. I think I said UCLA last year. Was it the Washington game where he cried? I'm not he sure had a which really game good it was. Game, but I, I, I know why was it such a big I, deal? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's 
Because it was public, right? Yes. Uh, well, it was uh, also because, remember, the previous year he was critical of, that's correct. of uh, Max Duggan, right? Yes. Having cried after TCU, right, lost? Is that right, Tyler? Uh, yeah, after yes. TCU lost. Uh, so I understand the what's good for the goose is good for the gander type of reaction, for sure, totally. You do expose yourself to the criticism after you sent out that that tweet the year before, but... Look, it is not that is not going to play a role in my evaluation. It wouldn't. It would. It just wouldn't. Uh, ben in Ukrainian Village, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Ben? Well, what's up, fellas? Hey, you, I've been listening to you guys here for the past ten minutes about all these reasons why a state, uh, how you can make an awesome stadium in a city, and that would be amazing. It would be a marvel, but I just don't see that happening um, with all the roadways there and then the uh, issues that getting in and out but my two points are one i haven't heard you guys talk about or anyone on your uh station talk about it here in the past week didn't they want to own the stadium and increase value of the team to sell it eventually for these aging owners um and two i can't imagine uh us putting out the information of of moving towards the city unless it's any type of negotiation tactic with arlington heights i just think I just think they're too far with, with Arlington. They've done so much that to abandon it as quick as this, and maybe it's been a long time coming, but I just I think there's I just think there's too many too much information and too much opportunity. So you Arlington think this Heights. is I'll, one uh, big bluff? Like they planted this for one big I bluff mean, to Arlington Heights. I can't imagine I'm you gotta think they're talking about that behind the scenes of, of you know, this isn't a small deal. Um getting it to cranes and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's who knows. That's all speculation. But you know, we can we can talk about that back and forth. Um, I, I think that's a very good possibility, and put it out there because I know there's a lot of negotiation on negotiating on with them. Um, but my big thing is, is going back to that ownership piece. I, I thought that was kind of one of the main reasons that they wanted to to build their own stadium, and this is huge. There was all that talk about what kind of value that that does to the team you know from this to that i would think though ben that even if they get some sort of public funding that's available to them that they will still have an ownership stake in this and maybe be a majority owner i don't know if they're willing to to incur all the cost but i think that that's still part of the plan here is that they're going to have a significant ownership stake and their own stadium. I don't think that that's this changed. isn't going to be owned by the park district. You don't think? No, I don't or the think so. Sports Authority. I wouldn't think total. so. I don't think that that's. If you are looking to maximize your value, and I would think now. Now again, I think we did the research, and there's only five or six NFL teams I think that own their stadium, and yet they're the value of their their franchises has gone through the roof. So you don't need to own your stadium. But I thought that somebody's comfortable estimate of what the Bears were worth if they had a majority ownership of the stadium was in excess of $10 billion eventually. Mm-hmm. So I, that was my assumption is that, that maybe they didn't want to finance all of it, but that they were going to have a, a, a majority ownership in the building. But I don't know anymore. I, this is one thing that I do feel confident in, that they bought the land in Arlington Heights before Kevin Warren became president. Yes, And every statement that I've heard or read about the stadium coming from Kevin Warren has praised the location being downtown. And it just feels like to me, maybe he's just playing a great game of poker, but there seems to be a very sincere appreciation for keeping the stadium here. And if you do connect the dots, his previous stop in Minnesota, they did the same thing. They did the same thing and ultimately built the stadium in downtown Minneapolis. 
I just feel like his push. I don't think he's being insincere. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a, a bargaining tactic from his be, from his perspective. I feel there is a genuine special interest from him to get this built downtown. And the new mayor is going to save the Bears from moving, and it's probably giving him way more than Mayor Lightfoot ever offered. Right, uh, Mike and Palos here on ESPN One Thousand. What's up, Mikey? Hi, guys. I love the show, and I uh, got to tell you, if you just have about a minute. Listen to this. I'm really familiar with this type of uh, financing, and uh, I really do believe in some of the points that you just made, Sylvie, and also uh, Lato, I think that they're right on. Um, The way this works is, number one, and this is my opinion, but I had a long career. I just recently retired. And they actually are good. This is no bluff. This, I think initially when Lightfoot was there, they thought there was a dead end. They had to go somewhere, and they had to start planning because of the lease. So it, the way I think this has transpired is when Lightfoot left, Mayor Johnson got in. There's no question. There's lots of things that he, uh, the administration probably would like to have done better. He needs a win. And so to get the Bears, as somebody just said, or maybe you guys just said, it would be a great PR move. Now listen to this. They, what they can do is... They will get subsidies from the state and the feds, including the infrastructure, which is all the underground and all of those things where they could still keep a piece of the action. I, I got a little bit of a list. The south lot is what they said they want to build in. They also would like then turn Soldiers Field into a huge park to maybe make the park uh, position go away. You have McCormick Place just to the south of the what would be the new stadium now that has always been a there's a lot of talk they would love to get rid of parts of the old the original mccormick place interestingly as you know it has parking underground already and they could probably do something to maybe expand that or you know or build up on that and have on that and mccormick place is like you know across from the 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 original mccormick place is across from the the newer McCormick Place. And on top of that, just to the south of that, on the opposite side of Lakeshore Drive, is this huge Michael Reese site that, you know, uh, some guys are trying to develop. And that that is a big piece of property which could go for parking and whatever. And then keep this in mind. The, the Another reason why I think this is no bluff is uh, the hotel tax, which is what has been carrying the White Sox debt service and by the way, that's another thing. They're definitely going there. And that, that hotel uh, thing, and there's hotels, over the Hyatt and a couple of others right by McCormick Place are already there. And then you don't forget you have the train, the Metra, and the South Shore Lines to, for the South Suburban people and are right there. And then that South Loop 78 site, which the White Sox are talking about, it would anchor that whole South Suburban area. In addition... I've read some articles. It said on the uh, uh, there's some really nice articles from Ke- uh, Kevin Warren that are on the Bears website, and they are all very favorable. So, I mean, to me, I think all the arrows like are pointing there. These this, these types of deals are really big jigsaw puzzles, and everything has to fall in place. I think this is an absolute winner. I wish uh, you know all of us could go buy some lots across the street from it. Yeah, uh, Mike. Thanks. That's a lot of detail right there. I just, I like, I just hope that they do it the right way, 
and, and solve some of get the it right. issues. I don't care where it's at. Like the quarterback. Yes. Get it right is our print I, up those T-shirts. The, the one thing I would hate is if I was a season ticket holder, when it opens up five, six years from now, whenever it is, that you walk in and go, Ooh, it's nice, but wow, you could have done a whole lot better with a lot of stuff. That's Just don't, don't have that as your reaction. I, I'll never forget. I'll tell the story when I first walked into the, the new soldier field. That's the reaction I had. 312-332-3776. We'll take more of your calls. We'll move Waddle's World to 430. So we'll continue to take your calls. We'll play you what a lot of people had to say about the Caleb Williams situation. The uh, stadium topic, a hot topic, 332-3776. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Waddle's World uh, coming up in about an hour from now, but the phone lines are jumping. We haven't uh, played you any of this stuff uh, from Shefty and Lincoln Riley, Dan Graziano and Greeny. Everyone, everyone's a detective, a football detective. It's the start of a Super Bowl week. The, the, the big topic in the NFL was Cliff Kingsbury going to Washington and, and what's going to happen with the number one overall pick with Caleb Williams. That's the number one topic in the NFL. So a lot on that and. As I was telling you, I'll never forget. I like I said, I I was on the beat for this station uh, when they built the new Soldier Field, and I'll, I'll never forget walking into the place when I got the tour. And that was the first. My first thought was, "Oh, <laughs> this is it." Nice like, play. Like it, like the old Soldier Field was a dump by the end. There were rats running around. You well, the whole thing. There, yeah. The field was bad. The facilities were bad. It sucked for, for fans. The amenities weren't any good. Just the whole thing. I mean, it needed to be knocked down and rebuilt. Like, you were down there as a player. Like, it flooded down there. Yeah. You know, like, whenever there would be any sort of rain, there'd be standing water. Like, down in the bowels of Soldier Field, near the locker rooms, near... Like just, it wasn't good for anybody, fans, players, anyone. It it was it was gross. It was bad. The bad everything. But then I'll always remember that once they opened up the new one, and not and I'm not even talking. Some people were making spaceship jokes. Like yes, like not only did it look like a spaceship, but then when you walked inside, you're like, this is how many new bathrooms there are. Wait, I thought they were going to fix this. And if you remember when they first opened it, they're like, oh. We need even more men's bathrooms. And they even flipped some old women. They, they had to flip some women's bathrooms and they, they miscalculated. They, they closed some women's bathrooms and they converted them more into men's bathrooms. Like, don't those those little things don't screw that up. And like, we want the bells and whistles. Yeah. We're not even talking about numbers of concession stands and numbers of bathrooms. We're talking about like, Building one of the best stadiums in the National Football League. Something that you said. Like, when we came back from Vegas a couple of years ago, I said, wow. Like, Allegiant Stadium was really, everything about it was unbelievable. That's what I want to say about this stadium. I want to come out of that stadium, the new stadium, whenever it's built, and say, wow, they did it right. And and you didn't have to wait for a bathroom. You didn't have to wait long in concessions. The, the the walkways were wide. wide. Every every seat had a good sight line. There was space. 
It was just it was it was really well done, and it was it. I just think it enhances your experience, and if you are paying top dollar, like yes, you want to see a great performance from your favorite football team, but if you're paying five hundred dollars plus for a family of four to go. You also want it to be an experience that you come away with and go, wow, that was really cool. Not, Jesus, I couldn't get to the bathroom. I couldn't get a drink. It took us two hours to get home. Nobody wants to deal with that. Mm -hmm. People will because we're conditioned that that's just the way it is. I'm just telling you, it doesn't have to be that way anymore. No. And and you are, they have have a captive audience because the NFL is king. And as everyone upstairs was saying, look, they're going to sell out whether or not you play in a barn or you play in the most beautiful stadium on the face of the planet. Right. But why can't you have both? Right, right. And I understand that they're going to make more money and they're going to still sell out no matter what. But I, I still would hope that they've got the Bears fan in mind, that it shouldn't take 30 minutes just to get to Roosevelt. I w- no doubt. You know but what I, I mean? My, like, my point is, is as expensive as it is now, I think Bear fans... If you gave them an upgrade with facilities and amenities and in and outs, traffic viability, I think that you they would be willing, knowing that it's already expensive. I think if you put a you know an, a, an addition onto the price of the ticket, but everyone was given that package of amenities, the facility and and getting in and out of the building, I think people would pay the premium for it. I know I would. And even if you can only go to one game, I get it. You're, it's expensive. You're, you're pitching price increases for if, in fact, I, well, they're going to increase them anyway. Mm. I'm, I'm not. I'm just telling you that I think fans would pay an even higher freight if you gave them all of that. Make it worth your, you know, the the price of admission to begin with. Uh, Philip wants to talk about the quarterback situation. Philip in Northwest Indiana. What's up, Phil? Hey, good afternoon, boys. Longtime listener. I want to talk about this whole Caleb thing about him crying. I haven't seen it. I've heard about it. You guys talked about it. Here's how we're looking at this. Me, myself, I served as a United States Marine. We want our generals on the field when we go to war to not cry, not boo-hoo, but to lead us. And you're, you're kind of backing this guy. Well, this the isn't this isn't war, though. This is football. I mean, like it is what you war did on it, the field. You no, guys what you know did, that. You said you, it yourself. But what you did was real. real life. This this is this is, this is still football. war, boys. And Come. then the second thing I wanted to say, and this goes to Tommy: How are you rocking an LA hat on ESPN Chicago? Do you don't like it? Not really. No. I mean, I could see maybe a Boston College. How about a Cincinnati Reds hat instead? You know what? That's your hometown. Of yeah. course, you can rock. This was, you know LA. what? This was just. I've got my Bears alumni sweatshirt on, Philip. I mean, what's next? You going to wear a Green Bay Packers hat to the stadium? Ooh, Come on, Tommy. No, probably not. Probably not that. But yeah, but my anyway, wife took a trip to, to LA and came back with a hat. That's all. But back to Caleb. That's what us guys are talking about. We want a guy in the field who's going to be a general, who the guys are going to look up to that huddle and think. Is he going to take us down the field, or is he going to cry at the end? Well, Philip, you the guys first, have a good day. You too. The first thing I would say is thank you for your, your service. Yes. And the, thing, the second thing I would say is, as I would reiterate what Sylvie said, this isn't war. This is a game. I know there are a lot of war analogies that are made about playing sports. Um, Aren't we past that? I, I, I would think so. Um, 
Look, I think what's most important is is that everybody plays to their level of ability and expectation level. I have not heard that Caleb Williams is a bad leader. So that's the visual of him crying in the stands may not sit well with everyone. It's not really going to play into my evaluation of him as a player. Now, nobody's, you know, I'm not making the pick, but that would just, it all goes into the puzzle and I wouldn't overvalue that personally. Southside Sean, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's up, guys? Long time um, listener. Sean. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. Good to see you. Uh, talk to you. Good I'm to calling, talk to you. Uh, I'm calling because, um, you know, I, I know it's going to be a while before we get to the draft. So it's going to be a lot of different uh, narratives and uh, things going on. But I want to go back to the press conference. Um, Kevin Warren. Uh, Ryan Poles, um, Coach Ibrahim, and even uh, DJ Moore when he was interviewed uh, after his exit interview um, with those guys. None of them have said anything uh, about training Justin Fields. None of them have uh, specu- you know, said anything uh, of, uh, about for sure drafting um, Caleb Williams or a quarterback. I think a lot of this is speculation right now. And it seems to me, in my opinion, that when they got rid of Getsy, I mean, not Getsy, uh, the, the offensive coordinator, Getty. Luke Getsy, yeah. when they got rid of him, to me, that was my indication that they, they looked at the season and last couple seasons and they determined what the problem offensively was. That's my opinion. That, like everybody else, I just have an opinion. But that's what I believe happened. I, I think he's going to trade this first overall pick. I think Caleb Williams is a talent. That, let me get that straight. Let me first say that. I think he's a talent. Him, Drake May, I think it's a talented quarterback coming out. But I also think that you cannot pass up all the all the picks and different things you could get back from trading this this highly this this highly uh, uh pick that everybody wants. I think he's gonna trade it and he's gonna get as we say a haul. And I think Justin's gonna be our quarterback next year. And if he doesn't do what we want them to do next year to year after. I think they're, they're getting another uh, quarterback. And one last thing, I know uh, Caleb is, is the talent, but uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, none of them were, were the number number one overall pick. And I think those are three of the top five quarterbacks ever. So would you I'll take, would you take Sean, would you take Joe Burrow? Would you take Joe Burrow? I like Joe Burrow, but he's, he's getting – injured too much for me. And and I only bring up the injury thing because I hear that as a lot of people when they talk about Justin, uh, mobile quarterback, Lamar Jackson, that they're injury risk. Joe Burrow is is a, is a stand-in-the-pocket quarterback, hell, hell of a talented, very talented, but he's been injured, bad injuries the last couple of years, and I'm not sure of what he's going to be going forward. I, I do like Joe Burrow, but I think – Throwing Joe Burrow name out there or throwing Peyton Manning's name out there, sure, great quarterback. But you got to look at, I feel, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and other quarterbacks who are not picked number one overall that we can get our hands on in a couple years if Justin doesn't pan out. Rodgers was a huge huge mistake. He's, He's always said that. Like, they took Alex Smith, San Francisco, instead of the hometown kid. I mean, the only reason I mentioned Joe back. Burrow is is because the first overall pick does hit every now and again. Oh well, yeah, yeah, so. and like Carmen has said, 
there's been how many first round picks since the draft's been instituted compared to first all the other picks, picks. Yeah. Yeah. first overall yeah, picks right. compared to all the other picks. Yeah. Like the math just works out. But I, I, I think I read a stat that fifty percent of the first overall picks that were quarterbacks have made the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, like Jared Goff. The hit rate Jared, is pretty like, good. Like Jared Goff was a yes. first overall pick. Went Joe to the Burrow Super Bowl, the Rams. went to the Super Bowl. Peyton Matthew Manning. Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Matthew Stafford. Like uh, again, it's it's a pretty good hit rate yeah. when you like the first overall pick in his career making a Super Bowl. Yeah, as a quarterback. Look, uh, and to me, it's still simple. It, even with the latest Cliff Kingsbury stuff out there, if Ryan Poles goes through the process and loves what he sees in Caleb Williams. You don't trade him. You pick him. Yeah, and, and it seems like a lot of teams are clamoring for him. Graziano uh, today on Get Up said something about what our last caller just said regarding the haul for Ryan Poles. Poles did hint about this draft in the past, and he cited that on national TV. Could that be an indicator on what the Bears may do? I'll play you that when we come back. It's all coming up next. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. We want to play a couple of things from uh, Get Up today. There's a lot more, too, from all over the NFL regarding Caleb Williams. This is Graziano, Dan Graziano, who's an NFL insider on ESPN. And uh, he speculated on whether or not Ryan Poles could be interested in trading the number one overall pick. Everyone was talking about Cliff Kingsbury, who, remember, the Bears did interview uh, for their OC job. And then uh, Friday night, it looked like he was going to Vegas. And then uh, he backed out of that process. And then once uh, Dan Quinn got the job with the commanders, he was hired as the commander's offensive coordinator. And he was uh, with USC for the year with Caleb Williams. So Graziano talks about uh, whether or not the Bears could trade down to number two and the commanders could take Caleb Williams. This was Graziano's answer. I remember talking to Ryan Poles at last year's Combine uh, and talking about before they had done the trade with Carolina, obviously. And he was talking about this year's draft. Talking about the 2024 draft as like the one you want more picks in, like that this could be a generational talent pool, uh, and uh, and so yes, I think it's entirely. Po- I don't think it's outside the realm uh, of possibility to think that he would look at that and say the ability to amass more picks in this year's draft is enticing, maybe even more uh, than. The, but, but again, we don't know where their evaluation has landed or will land on Caleb Williams. If the Bears think Caleb Williams is the answer, the transformational franchise quarterback, then they're going to stay there and take it. Amen. That's that's always been your philosophy. Yes, like you don't move off of it. Don't, you know, keep it simple, stupid, I guess, is the best philosophy. I get all of the the conversations about trading the pick and stocking up in different areas. If you believe that this kid is all that and then some, you draft him, whoever this kid is. Whether it's Drake May or it's Jaden Daniels or it's Caleb Williams, that's how I feel about it. I don't know how they feel about it. If there's any indecision, then I could understand why you would decide to trade the pick. But if you're sold on everything you've seen on the film and then with all of your other research with regard to who he is as a kid and as a future leader of your franchise and you feel really good about it, then you draft him. 
And, right. and you feel good about it. And Cliff Kingsbury now being the offensive coordinator in Washington means nothing to me on that front. Right. If you're sold on Caleb Williams, there's no reason to trade down. Exactly. If, if, you're, if you're not sold on him, then you trade down. Which has been kind of our mantra and the song we have sung for months now. But don't get cute and say, look, I'm sold on Caleb Williams. But I'm enticed by yeah. trading now. Now you're now you're now you're getting cute. Yes. Now you're that's how teams get burned. Yes. And and listen again. I understand why people are connecting the dots with Washington and Kingsbury. I thought Chris Bleck made a great point today. If this was Lincoln Riley, I would I would connect the dots. You know, with a little bit more confidence. Cliff Kingsbury was with USC for one year as an offensive assistant. Lincoln Riley was calling plays. So if this was Lincoln Riley, I would be more inclined to be, you know, more willing to connect those dots. I'm not saying you shouldn't completely summarily dismiss it. But I'm not all of a sudden now because Cliff Kingsbury is in Washington saying, well, then Ryan Poles definitely trained this pick now. Because also think about it. To move from one to uh, from two to one, I don't know what you're getting for that. Well, you're swapping one spot. You'll probably well, get, I mean, what's the number? A second-round pick and a fifth-round pick is what you'd get for it? Well, as well it, it, as, it depends. How badly do they want him? That's you don't true. Have, you don't have to make the trade. That's true. That's but true. Like you that, could ask badly, for like, them to, to give you Yurko more. I heard say that. Like, you yeah. don't, like, well, you, you, they're not going to get a lot for him. Well, I mean. If they're, they're like, willing to mortgage, you know, give you. But I still wouldn't get off. If I think that Caleb Williams or one of these guys is the right. guy, I ain't trading him for anything. Yeah, you're not playing with fire, though. No, Why I'm play not. with fire? If you say that Caleb Williams is your guy, the guy that you've graded as the number one quarterback that you want to draft a quarterback I'm this year, him. you draft him. And I've got the Don't. ninth pick. I've got plenty of cap space. If I draft Caleb at one or whoever at one, I'm going to deal Justin. That will bring me draft you know, capital in response. I can use that pick or picks to upgrade my roster. Like it's 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 not, oh my God, if you draft Caleb Williams, you're not gonna be able to fix anything. You got plenty of cap space. You also have the ninth pick. You have other picks in this draft. If Ryan Poles is good at his job, he'll continue to find guys that you can build with going forward. I wanna I wanna continue the conversation after we talk to Derek Stevens too about like the second and the third quarterbacks in the draft and how others drafts have produced those. And and just there's one misused part of that logic that people aren't thinking about when they bring that up. 312-332-3776. I want to talk about Vegas and sort of how, how that um, that city is dealing with uh, the Super Bowl. We wanted to do a well-being check on our good friend, Derek Stevens to see if the st- the sting has lessened from a Lions fan standpoint one week later. We'll do that coming up next.